This is Pop Fiction Women. I'm Corinne. I'm Kate. And we're complicated. Blunt. Total boss. But sometimes a mess. Opinionated. But never boring. And in this podcast, we're discussing the complicated women of the best books, TV, and movies. Along with the complicated women behind the scenes. Warning, lots of spoilers ahead. So come back when you're done. Hurry up, it's starting. Good luck to you, Leo Grand. I just call it Leo Grand. I know, you know. I look, I search Leo Grand, I call it Leo Grand, I'm just Leo Grand. I thought it was good luck, Leo Grand. I, I didn't know it was good luck to you. To you, Leo Grant. Yeah. And good luck to you. And Katie Brand, who wrote this, did mm-hmm. say this was that she struggled with this title. She had this title the whole time, but she thought, are people going to think this is weird? Yeah. Good luck to you, Leo Grand. But it stuck. And it stuck. I guess it's, it's not stuck hard, in your I, head, but it. <laughs> Leo Grand stuck. The name is so good. I, I love that name. Yes. But you sent this to me. Ages ago, the yes. press release about the sale at Sundance, and I, I didn't kind of get it then. For some reason, also evoked Charlie Brown to me. <laughs> like Charlie Brown always has those long titles. My kids love Peanuts, so it's like right, right. I don't know. It just it it did not evoke what it what it ended up being about. Yes, and even though I sent you that, I knew then what it was about generally, mm-hmm. but yeah. I just you know I was like, oh, it's out today. I had no expectations that contributed to my like, I just Being... felt like I got hit over the head with this. I just was like, I mean, I loved it. Let me just, yeah. but I didn't, ex- I guess I just had no expectations and this just blew me oh, away boy. and I blew and, and was overcome in ways I didn't anticipate at all. So I feel the same. I think I, I texted you. Are you supposed to cry this much during a sex movie? Like I was crying. <laughs> A lot, a so, lot. Like starting twenty minutes in, and then the end. Yeah, you. And, yeah, and, you texted and a bunch me. In between. Yes, and a bunch yeah. in between, and you texted me that too. Yeah. I had already told you I was crying. I watched it first. Yes, but I don't know. I thought I really thought this could be one of those where I was crying and you were going to watch and be like, "What did you cry at?" Like I didn't know if I was honestly just having some sort of really weird reaction, reaction. to this movie. <laughs> But so then after you text me this morning, first of all, I was like, thank God, because I thought Mm -hmm. that maybe I was the only one. But then I started thinking, why? Why were we both crying? I think generally, I feel like this was watching 90 minutes of vulnerability. Like, straight, Mm -hmm. straight. Like, Uh, usually we watch movies or TV shows and there are moments or scenes. This was the entire thing and both characters. I mean... We focus on Nancy and Emma Thompson, but Leo is bearing himself as well. And and not just physically, even though, like you said, it's a sex movie. So there is that, (laughs) but that's the premise. But they're also bearing themselves emotionally. And everybody, both of them are exposed. Mm -hmm. And and you're only in one place. You you basically don't leave the hotel room. I mean, it's intense. No wonder we were crying. Yeah. No, I had that same thought of the fact that it's in this hotel room, which was beautiful, but kind of small. And it was the perfect physical manifestation of intimacy. Yes. yes. Right? You mm-hmm. can't escape it. You and can't it's uncomfortable. Escape. That's what I wrote. Mm-hmm. And it's uncomfortable. And 
the yeah. setting really matched. Not only because a hotel room is a very natural place to have sex, and if, yeah. especially when you're paying for it in this way, it, it seemed very normal, but it really became part of the movie. That yes. stuck-together closeness, claustrophobic intimacy of two people who maybe kind of didn't want to go there. I mean, they yeah. both signed up for sex, I don't think they signed up for what they got. <laughs> yeah, it was an intense. And it was, they shot it in 19 days like during, oh, wow. during COVID. I mean, that's, yeah, 19 days. And it's very, it's a lot of script, as you, mm. as you say. I mean, because meaning pages of script. I mean, the whole thing is really just them talking. Yes, so it's, yes. It's, it, it, ha- it was really intense at shooting experience and, and for the actors. So I think that also comes through comes through it does yeah it really yeah and then we're peeling back the layers as minutes tick on but i felt everything to this movie the anticipation when she's Mm -hmm. like can we get it over with because i felt that too the vulnerability the so much so much emotion in there feeling lost i think there was a lot a lot of emotion and all of it really came through and that was a joy to experience as uncomfortable it is as it is i love that i love yeah. it no because it's right. a little removed from your own life right and so you can look at it a little differently but yet it gets under your skin it's very relatable and which i'm gonna okay. talk about it's not just nancy like yeah. she she might be in some instances like i said a little extreme but but as any good character is of course but to take right yeah but i think so much of it and the appeal of this will be how relatable she is i mean also which we'll talk about i mean some of the body issue image issues and just all of that but this is this is real wow this this struggle for women so so nancy yeah what we have i'm sure we have more on nancy yeah, well, I here's the thing, and I'm so interested to talk about the movie because, hi, I'm Leo. Oh, I am Leo, a hundred percent. Okay, you can't see. I mean, well, people do have videos, so they can. They see me doing this. I, I literally what? wrote in my note because I wrote, "I am Nancy," and I go, yeah. "Please don't tell." Literally, I wrote. Is Corinne going to tell me she's Leo? (laughs) Which I was kind of hoping for, actually, because I like when... Right, because then we can replicate the dynamic and to Mm -hmm. unpack it all. Because I will... So I will say I am definitely Leo, but there were things I absolutely could relate to in Nancy, maybe more than any other time when I've said I'm the other person. Like, what was the love and basketball? What are their names? I was the... I was the guy oh in that one, oh, too. Oh, yes, yes. And, but Quincy, you were Quincy. Quincy. So more so than any other time when I could relate to that, the other character, I could relate to Nancy. But yeah. 29-year-old me was fully, fully Leo. And now, mother. But you were not a sex hood. worker. Could we just be clear about that? <laughs> I mean, like, like, let me just clarify that. You're like, yes. I was fully leave. I, not exactly I, fully you're right you're right it's really about attitude and yes. point of view but mm-hmm. I think it goes yes I was not a, a sex worker at any point in my life not that I am judging I just wasn't it's again this theme of being feral and mm-hmm. that is where when you're raised you know and not it's not always it's usually not a good thing but 
there are some good things that come out of it. And so when you feel put outside of society's expectations for one reason or another, there is a freedom of not having to wear those things. But of course, and we see it through Leo, I mean, this is very narrowly shown through Leo's point of view. We get very little of Leo, and that's supposed to be, and I'm glad that is that we're not focused on Leo, but you can just tell it's lonely. It's lonely, and it doesn't mean you can't get lost for yourself, and probably doesn't surprise me that he is a sex worker, and I am here writing books and having this podcast. Like, it's, you deeply deeply need connection and it's hard it's really hard mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah but we're supposed to be talking about nancy i mean well so yeah but i mean nancy you we know nancy you know well, i know nancy i mean <laughs> i i know nancy so well it was frightening to me actually in the opening scene that's another thing i did not again maybe i just didn't remember enough about what it was about but i did not anticipate relating to Nancy as much as I did. I mean, maybe it was just because it, the person is, it, the character she plays and Emma Thompson herself are, are, you know, a couple decades older than me, right? I mean, I don't know, but I don't know why I thought that because let's be honest, you know I have an affinity for the older women <laughs> characters that yeah. appear uptight, cold, mm-hmm. hard exterior, type A, don't know how to let loose, yeah. don't really show vulnerability. I mean, I should have known that yeah. I would relate, <laughs> relate to her. To Nancy. Well, let me tell you, I didn't think I'd relate to Leo, the sex it's, worker, either. So it know, was a surprise. Rare. It was it's a surprise. Rare. Both of these characters, I think, were. And my um, God, so good. They're so good. Yes. So good. But I mean, she's, I don't know. I Basically, I think that I am or would become Nancy Stokes if I was not working so hard and consciously not to be. But that's what was so, there were so many times where I was like, oh my God, that is me, or could be if I wasn't doing this. And that, I think, is a lot of the reason for my sobbing at times. But See, and my moments of sobbing were, or really it was more tearing up, were the recognitions of the ways I've lost my Leo and become Nancy. And I'm like, I got to get back to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, I like this then. She is complicated, and I think it's something we both love, that she, he or she is a character who's doing something so, so not herself. She is so... Except she does it entirely as herself. As herself, Leo tries to, calls her out on that. Like, you've thought about this for weeks, Mm -hmm. months. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be honest. You know what you're doing. You want to do this. Yes, but that conflict, which he also says is what's so interesting, that conflict between clearly she does want to do this, but it is so outside the bounds of what she normally does. And that, to me, is just ripe for, like, exploration then you're like you're right and you you get that right from the beginning what is this woman this sexually repressed religious education widow doing with a sex worker it's just yeah right out of the gate and and yes she's nervous and like you said she's i can't do this i can't do this but yeah but he's like "Mm, you wanted to do this like oh and basically like have you ever not thought something through what no and how long have you been thinking about this months years you're here yeah. for a reason. Yeah. Why yes. can't you follow that I know. and explore oh. that? And yeah. so 
Oh, that was the conflict right out of the gate. Well, and he even says the my favorite line: "You're conflicted, and conflicted is interesting." Mm-hmm. He says to her, yes. I love he that. likes complicated women." Yeah, Leo. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. So, do we <sighs> want to talk about scenes then? Because I feel like you're getting into one yeah. of my the first place I cried. Oh, was, okay, go. Was right off the bat here. I think we're about twenty minutes in, and he is saying all the things that we had just talked about. Which was, you know, you you did plan this. You do want this. You don't do things off the cuff. This is what you want. And mm-hmm. he says, why won't you take what you want? Yes. Oh, I was. I know. And I, he's like laying down on his stomach and she's sitting there. And it's so, it was just so vulnerable and so relatable. And oh my God, I that hurt. That like really, that that gutted me. Yeah, but that I have that down too. But also, then what she says, it feels controversial to even want it. And and see, that's the part for me. You're you're mm. more. It, I don't think it feels controversial for you to want it. You're just frustrated, yes. like why? Yeah, why don't I take it? And I'm yes. I'm with her. That's like I'm not even. It feels very controversial to even want it. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, like we can't even get to the. Why won't we take it? She's like, I'm not even sure I'm supposed to desire this or ask yeah. for this or want it in the first place. Right. So uh, what I thought was so interesting about this was, and obviously the language is intended to be broader than, it's not just about, although it is clearly for many women, it is about sex. It is about desire. But mm-hmm. everybody has, I everyone has a part of their life that they don't feel mm-hmm. entitled to feel to pursue, to go after. And, you know, yes. some people might never feel it in relation to sex. Some people might feel it in relation to work or vice versa. They might feel like, why don't you just do the thing at work to get ahead? Like, you should do that. That's, you know, of course I would take it. And then other people don't. So it's it's adventure, intimacy, mm-hmm. whatever it is, there's always an aspect of one's life where you don't even feel like you have the right to want it. And yeah. I think anyone can relate to that piece of it. It may be about sex for lots of women. It is. But it also could just be about anything. We all have that place where you're like, no, I'm not even allowed to want that. I have no right to want that. Yes, yes. And certainly not of... to demand it or oh, yeah. seek to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It reminded me of the Stacey Rootgeiser, the, the mm-hmm. creator of Sex Life, when she talked about desire is good and appetite yes. is good. And she wasn't just talking about sex, sex of course. Yeah. She's talking about it the way you are, which is desiring anything, having an appetite for it. We somehow as women are not, in a lot of ways, taught we're not supposed to. or yeah. you know, and, and she's like a big advocate for how important that is in, in so many ways, even though, again, it's a show generally about sexual desire yes. her show but it's called sex life but yeah but it's really much bigger than that it is yeah and so I think that was why it was so powerful and just the way he said you know why won't you take what you want oh mm. it was so powerful love Leo another scene yeah well I was gonna say right after that it's not really much of a scene but when they when they get in bed and they just talk mm. and I think that's where they first have this conversation which will be part of a, a a larger part of the story about him telling lying to his mother about what he does yeah. and working on an oil rig and and her then admitting things about 
her own children and how she says that this is something I've never told anyone, which I, whenever anyone says that, I'm like, I love this. What is it? What is it? Yeah. Yeah. That her, she thinks her own son is boring Mm -hmm. and you know, he's like, he's getting his master's in chemistry and you know, by the way, when I hear somebody say that, I've never told anyone I get, I like could cry. I'm like, whatever you're about to tell me is so sad that you, that can't tell anyone this. Whatever it is. Does that happen to you a lot? I feel like that would happen to you a lot. Oh, people, people tell, tell me? You things, yes. So. I mean, I get that a lot too. Yes. I yeah. actually do. And I, but, yeah. but yeah. But I'm always like right. on the verge it, it of tears when I hear something shameful. Yeah, they for them. And this is pretty shameful to admit, you know, as a mother that you think your son is boring. I just think it's and shameful then, that you can't say something. That's all I think is shameful. I am Leo. Oh, I don't judge anybody. The only right. thing I feel for is that you're actually telling me you couldn't say that. There's no... Now, should a mother tell their son, I think you're boring? No. But mm-hmm. everyone should have somebody. And it doesn't have to be one person. It could be many people for different things. But there ha- there shouldn't be anything that anybody can't say. And that is sad. I know, me. but that's kind of what she's saying back yes. to him. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, which we'll oh, get yeah. to later. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then even with her daughter, then she talks about her daughter. And he's like, well, what about her? And she's like, she thinks, she thinks I'm cold. And he said, what do you think? She's like, I am cold. And I'm like, oh, here's the cold, cold heart, you know. Yeah, yeah. But then she says, but I don't feel cold inside. I and I'm like, yes. yes. So this was yet another one where I felt Me so too. Yeah. Nancy. That's, that's one I can relate to, obviously. Yes, because, you know, whenever we've talked Same about Same with Fleabag. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which we do, and we talked about it with Diane Keaton's character and Something's Gotta Give, and, you know, they appear cold on the outside. They might even describe themselves that way. You know, she's like, I am cold. But but, well, the parts I love is when you someone else sees in them the fact that their insides are not cold. I mean, most mm-hmm. of those characters, they're not actually cold on the inside, yeah. but they just, they're It's exterior. a defense mechanism. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't yeah. allow them to... To show it, it's this armor that they wear. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I love that she said that, added that. Because if she just said, I am cold, but then to add, like, but I don't feel that way on the inside. And that's I the part she's love. trying to let out a little more of. The mother stuff was, I wanted to okay. go through all of that. Because it it's about her and it's about him. because mm-hmm. And it's it evolves over. It has a full arc. And we learn that she is kind of like his mother, right? Mm-hmm. Judgmental. Yes. And he feels that she is disappointed with him, at just mm-hmm. as Nancy is disappointed with her children. And yeah. it's devastating to him that mm-hmm. he would feel judged by the person who is supposed to not judge you or love you unconditionally. I didn't expect this mother-parent-child aspect yes. either. Except... I it was a little too on the nose given the age difference hmm. but I do believe that every relationship we're in is intended to work out our first what did we just talk about this on oh was it crawdads it is intended to work out your first love which your first love is family love mm-hmm. and so every romantic partner you have after that is working some other aspect of familial love out in a romantic setting so mm-hmm. how many times do you hear it? You married your father, you married your mother, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's just, a, it's a thing. It's because yeah. that's what we're all trying to work out. But I thought they did a good job. It didn't become weird mother and son. No, 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 no. no. That's true. 
I mean, and she's, you know, very candid. I mean, she said it's very stressful being a parent. Sometimes it feels like dead weight around my neck. Like I could have done so many other things if I hadn't become a mother. I was like, damn. Which is devastating. You can, by the end, now you know how hurtful that was for him to hear. Because it's confirming what he believes about his own mother. Oh, it's devastating. So, and she doesn't realize that. No, of course not. At that point, she's just saying these things and you oh god you're right and then by the end you know when he says would Mm -hmm. you have treated your own son the way my mom treated me and it's like oh god there's mommy issues coming out in this how did this happen again i thought it was a sex movie that was painful on both sides and everything she was saying was like a dagger to him and probably why he ends up opening up more than he maybe would have I thought it hit that the ugliest point in yeah. the third meeting where they had that fight. And oh, once he's revealed who he, once she's revealed that she sleuthed and figured yes. out who he was, which that got weird. I mean, this whole very, fight got weird. Very um, weird. I was so upset. We, what, weird yes. how? We, I'm, I'm not, I I'm thought really it got it. weird when she was like, I can talk to your mom. Don't worry. Oh. Let me explain it to her. I'm really good with moms. And yeah. it's like, what the? No, but. I think you are were upset that she would do it in the first oh. place. Of course. Oh. I know you. Oh, yeah. my stomach. And just how, yeah. I just felt she was a little naive in that moment of, of she, her surprise at how upset he would be. I mean, it's pretty logical to assume he'd be upset. I mean, his anonymity is pretty mm. important to what he does. And I'm like, what's the big deal? Like, maybe I'm good with moms. Right. Let me talk to her. We can go have coffee. Right. Uh, I get this a lot, and so I'm projecting, but if I can project something into it, I don't use my husband's name. And people like to ascribe more importance to what they think my name is. It doesn't matter to me. Who I am is Corinne Jade. And you can say, like, you can say it. Now, she intended, or in the moment, intended to hurt him when she called him Connor. Yeah, but, she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Also, like, I don't really care what you call me. I know who I am. People get weird about that. And so I could really relate to Leo in that moment. Not only, as you say, for the very practical reason that he does need his anonymity for for the sex work. Right. Also because <clears throat> his family doesn't know. And so it's a more layered than that. But it really is a weird thing when people just So do you really believe yeah. then when he says, my name is Leo Grand, you yes. booked Leo Grand, this is Leo Grand, I made him though i view that it's like did he make this persona or is this really what or is he really saying what you're saying which is like this is who i am it doesn't matter because i thought he was saying like this is my persona and i created this and you're not respecting my boundary around that i think it's both i think it's both yeah i don't know what persona if you're if by persona you mean to say it's fake i don't think so it's not a made-up name it is literally the name I was born with, but it is also a persona. Corinne Jade is a writer. She has a podcast. She is many things that other versions of me are not. But I do think it is who he has made. And it is, especially in the context of the work, like it is. I I also would find it weird if, if someone, my kid's friends call me, by my married name, not weird, because it's contextual. Yeah. But if, you know, like in the podcast to be called by that would be 
weird for me. That's not who I, I'm not talking to you as that person. That's not who I am here. Right. And right. so I get that too. The, the, the context of it matters. And so like if he's home and someone's like, Hey Connor, I don't think the key would react the way she, oh, the way yeah. he did when she did, but it is situational. But I, I think I get that. then I get what she's saying, though. Then yeah. why are you hiding yourself from your family then? If this is if you're so comfortable with Leo being Leo Grand and what you do, then why are you hiding it? Well, well, we know for him it's because she doesn't accept who he is. He might not find it shameful, but she does. His mother. And, yeah. Yes, absolutely. But yeah. then when I so this gets to my is there a resolution? I did feel like then in their last meeting when he says that he told his brother, mm-hmm. I felt like that was some, like yes. a growth for him that came out of this, this mommy issues with, with yeah. Nancy or, and that, and that he took that to heart and now did realize that there are maybe not his mother. Cause we learn we do learn yeah. in that conversation that she looks at him with disgust based on what, she some behavior she saw of his and she isn't going to ever see him differently but yeah. at least with his brother he was now able to to be more honest and yeah and then i thought it was also resolved by her saying to him you know there's nothing disgusting or disappointing about you and mm. even though his own mother will never tell him that having nancy say mm. that to him i felt like was was a little resolution for him and yeah. then made her realize at the same time the ways that she had been judging her own children or those the female students. Yeah. And then allowed her to apologize to that student that was yeah. their waitress. That um, was a big moment. Yeah. Definitely growth. See. Definitely yeah. growth. But there's another a piece of it which I'm hesitant to talk about, but I already mentioned it to start. There is it doesn't you can know who you are like fully and still get lost, especially when who you are is someone that intends to, enjoys, and has made it a mission of themselves to serve others. Mm -hmm. And there's that really powerful moment when he's standing there. She goes into the bathroom and he's standing there and he looks in the mirror and he touches himself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, God, I just, it, it jumped off the screen for me to know what it feels like to always put other people's needs first and sometimes you're like I am I a little lost like who am I right now and what am else is there even in even when it's just momentary and even if it's what you want I think Nancy is really buried under and hemmed up by expectations of her from the outside societies Mm -hmm you know, her, maybe her family's, whatever, her own ideas. But Leo is a little hemmed up by himself. Like, this is what he wants, but also but. you still can forget to check in with who am I and what do I actually want? And I think that was a moment of the, of that for him to realize, like, I, I feel a little lost right now. And even when you're totally happy and this is – and I'm – very glad that he didn't like stop sex working or anything. He's he right. is happy with who he is. This is Leo Grand. He has built this person. He has made this person, and that's who he wants to be. But it doesn't mean we don't have our own moments of like, I don't know, like feeling lost or feeling like you need to remember who you are. You really identify with Leo. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, this that was a joke. because I'm like. 
I'm like, oh, I don't know how far we're in. And I'm like, I feel like there's so much to the story that hasn't come out yet because it's really about Nancy. And I'm like, but this aspect, I mean, now that you say that, I mean, Leo's his whole profession, this chosen profession and identity of his, you're absolutely right, is to serve others. And what what are their needs and Mm -hmm. wants? And how can I help you achieve them? Yeah. And, you know, I think that... I think that everyone can be in a prison of their own making. And I do think that he's fundamentally more free than Nancy is. Because the way he lives his life, he puts his own priorities above expectation, about outside. But even when Mm -hmm. you do that, you live your... And like, I do that too. I live my life based on my priorities and my desires. And part of that is serving other people and helping other people get more free and more aware and more untamed, Mm -hmm. whatever the words you want to use are, because I know it so fundamentally, but it's lonely. You don't always connect with yourself. It's hard. You don't even talk about this offline too. Like I read other people's signals so easily, but sometimes I'm like, well, what, what signal am I giving out? I don't even know right now. And he does do that. He reads signals clearly. And it's not just, we see it with Nancy, but even from the stories he tells of his other clients and the things that he gives to them or helps them get are really And how he can be a different, yeah. And how he can be a different person for each one, but that's okay because he's still serving what he wants to be. I feel like that too. I am deep diving on you know, sex with one friend, at work with another friend, like every aspect. And that's fine. I can do all that. But always my mission is to help them be a little bit more free from what is weighing mm-hmm. them down. But you can still get a little lost yourself too. Yeah. And oh, I do wow. think there was a moment when he was like, I am Leo Grand. Part of it is shattering a little bit of denial that maybe he's lost that. But also it's like, no, I am. Just yeah back off bitch yeah like no this. she she gets a little I yeah. mean, and she yeah. apologized for that right later. i mean no. definitely got a little lost there in yeah. in in, in yes. that yeah yeah so okay. but just reminding himself by kind of standing up and saying i am leo grant i made mm-hmm. this person this is who i am for fuck your mm-hmm. name that you looked up that's not mm-hmm. me you don't even know anything right. about that person i am this person Right. And by the way, this is the person you wanted and and hired. And this is the one who's helping you right now. Right. Like you had, you've got no problem with Leo Grand. I, Leo Grand did what you hired Leo Grand to do. Right. So then, so what's your fucking problem? Like, Mm -hmm. why do you need to go explore further? And also I told you not to. So you're also a dick. Right. Yeah. No, it was very, but I will refund your money. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the the dancing? Oh, I love the dancing. Oh. I mean, I had it by the meetings. So what you're okay. already got it in different ways. So it's okay. fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, when it, they dance to oh. the Alabama Shake song. Oh, oh. it was. I love so, the dance. I was crying. That was another crying moment. To, so, well, let me just back up before it because yeah. this is what leads into yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Just a funny, which I thought was the funny line and was so me, if but in an extreme when right before it. She comes out with that funny to-do list, but but mm, <laughs> she's yes, like, yes. it's the beginning of their second meeting, and she's like, "I have some feedback and attainment goals." I mean, yeah, it's something I could say. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not saying I would say it in that situation, but and then the list, yeah, again, I'd like to believe that I would not literally make a list like that, but <laughs> I mean, 
I love a list. I mean, yeah. who lo- I love. I know you love a to-do list too. But I do. Again, you, you, your, your wildness and feral. No, 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 no. I definitely had a list like this when I was twenty. I okay. When one hundred percent was like, we okay. need to do this. This makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. I just didn't know if this was like my weird type A list making. Well, it is, but it's mine too. I have that okay. weird okay. type A list making. I, mean, I definitely like- had things I wanted to check off. Right. But she's like, 69, if, if that's still what they call it. Yeah. Yes. And then, so we're going to do this whole list. And then he says, let go of the thing that grips you, that judges you from the outside. And she says, that's the only thing keeping my life together. Mm, that, and That's where I was Nancy for oh, a moment. That oh, was, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's... Yeah. Like, what do you mean? What happens if I let go to that thing? Doesn't everything just fucking fall apart then? Yeah. Literally? Yeah. Uh, this is me. I, so I became Nancy when I became a mother. Mm-hmm. I, that is when, before that, I just lived, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. I knew my life wasn't going to fall apart. And to the extent it did, I was so good at pivoting and changing I knew there'd be no problem and so it was fine I was not gripped by it I actually liked it it worked for me Mm -hmm. lists and and all I just had a good combination of structure plus adventure and when I became a mother and other people's lives then depended on the choices I made I felt that gripped like if I don't do this everything could fall apart and that was hard to oh, interesting. have That's like realize that because I've yeah. always felt the grip yeah yeah and and never I mean this comes up a little bit later with her too when she says the thing about how she's never had an adventure like I mean never color outside the lines yeah yeah I, I mean for most of my life so this whole like and likely because and never let go because I don't uh, you need a plan. I don't know what's going to happen. Like I said, the whole fucking pull one thing. Isn't it all just going to fucking fall apart? So I I was gripped by it and am gripped by it again, but with the asterisk that I said earlier that I try to work, trying to right, work or on get that. It, yes. But it's, that's the na- my nature. So, you know, and then when he says to her, you know, do you like to dance? And mm. she's like, yeah, when no one's watching. Aww. Right, which yeah. means I might be able to get a little crazy as long as no one can see. Right, judge me. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. judge me. But yeah, but then he gets her to dance. Yeah, which, and that just really, that was, again, I was crying because also like I I do feel more gripped by life, even though it's not my nature. It is more my nature to feel free than it is to feel hemmed up by, especially by societal mm-hmm. expectations. Mm-hmm. But let, but my own life has done this to me. Like, I care. I do everything I want to do because I want to do it. All my work, all my worry, all of that is because I want to do it. But still it weighs on me. And it, I find it much harder to access letting go, having fun. And that was something that was never, ever hard for me to access pre-motherhood. Not hard for yeah. me personally to access. No, no. And so, like, seeing her get there, I'm like, oh, God, I've really lost. I've lost that ability to just do that. And it's To hard. really let go. Yes. And, and, Even and, just and, in that moment, dancing like that, it was so good. I'm like, I want to just do that. 
It was so good. I know. I know. So that yours is different. It's like you've had it and it was never hard to access it. Yeah. And now it feels hard to access it. And for me, it was, I'm just more like her, meaning I did have trouble, always have trouble accessing it and very much internalized societal norms and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, all that. Yeah, yeah, very Nancy, very Nancy there. Oh, gosh. But but I guess that's what's so interesting is even if you're not a quote-unquote Nancy, it is easy to get there, even when it's all your own making, even when I wouldn't change a single thing about my life right now. But Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it's not hard to access the, like, really carefree, fun, like, Especially, I think, when you have kids that are still under your yeah. guidance. Care. And, yes, mm-hmm. and they need you to be getting them somewhere. Maybe when they're well, 20. I don't know. I don't know. I but. don't know. But then I think what happens is, and maybe not for you, because you could, you, you have it in you yeah. somewhere. So it's like going back to something that right. you can access. Imagine yes. the, if you've never had it and now you're her and the longer you go, the harder it the is harder to find. The harder it is yes, It's buried under it. more. It's yeah. so buried and it was never really there. So you're like excavating. Like, I mean, you're sort of like what she says later. You want to fe- you want to play it feeling young again. You don't want to be 16. Right. She, yes. said. I just she said, feel. I want the feeling of having everything before me. Yes. That power she says like and she said it was wasted on her because mm. she never really embraced it yeah. and you embraced it and now you're like oh right get a little of that back yeah where did it go how did where i did really and i it was really a reminder that i've lost it was mm-hmm. was what this movie was for me like i i i mean i don't know i don't want to be who and how i was before i had kids but no and that's just to touchstone, like a touchstone back to it, you know, like a mm-hmm. Leo Graham when he puts his hand on his chest, like fucking just remind yourself of who mm-hmm. you are. And mm-hmm. oh, it's hard. It's really hard to do. It's really, it's becoming much harder for me to let go in the moment. Like just be free. It yeah. really is. It's hard. Oh, boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Oh. And and you, so I, I remember that scene of Leo looking in the mirror. Yeah. But I would never, ever oh, have noticed it oh. in the way... See, if you talk about a mirror to me, all I think about are the scenes with Nancy looking at herself in the mirror mm. and yeah. and everything around that. So I, to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that scene of Leah looking in the mirror. But oh. there, it's so overshadowed by the scenes of her, her looking in the mirror. I mean, in one, one of them is first with the two of them. I mean, she stands in front of the mirror and, and he asks her to take her shirt off and she says she's always been aware of what's wrong with her body. And and she tries to like cover herself up and he's like, your body's beautiful. I wish you could see that. And that, I don't, don't even get to. I, I don't know that I can even talk about the one at the end. I mean, I, I have to because I think it's yes. like literally the most profound and powerful scene in like anything I've seen in so oh, long, God, but I love it. but that first one, even just when he's looking at her body with her, mm-hmm. I, talk about. I said this was ninety minutes of vulnerability. That was excruciating for mm-hmm. me. I was like, I she felt so, and she's not naked. It's not like the last scene. No, she's fully naked. I mean, yeah. she's pretty much dressed. Yes. but it doesn't matter. It felt 
Because it's one thing for you to look at yourself and be critical, but for him to be standing there next to her viewing it, oh my God. Mm. I, I, that's where I was just like, oh God. Were you, cr- so were you crying? Or I you're was, just, was crying it, okay. and freaked out a little bit for her. Okay. And just, and again, at that point, I didn't know what was going to come later, but mm. oh my God, I just... I. That was a that was a tough scene for me. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I can get to the the ending, and I think of the ending as in, still in the coffee shop or the downstairs restaurant. I thought the apology to Becky was he, everything, everything, amazing. That mm-hmm. was, and it was so clear and easy for her. She was just like, "Hey, I, I'm going to apologize. That was ridiculous, and I know mm-hmm. why I did it, and I get it, but also." I'm sorry. That was yeah, was screwed yeah. up. Yeah, me. yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah, that was really a huge moment, and I feel like that is what opens her up to what comes, which well, mm. you wouldn't necessarily think that, right? Right. That that's the thing that sort of sets her free yes. and allows her to. I because guess because it's it's she's about the judgment. Judgment. Mm. I was just gonna say, mm. and it, and then her own judgment of herself yeah. and of others, and until she sort of rid herself of that and I mean she's not no one's ever rid of judging themselves but that was a barrier for her yeah the way she'd been judging these girls and it was a placing expectations on them yes because she placed those same ones on herself Mm. and she had internalized so much yes exactly about how you're supposed to act and the minute she let go of that and could do so by verbalizing that to her yeah. And saying, you know what? She says to her, pleasure is a wonderful thing. It's something we should all have. And by the way, got to go. Got a session yeah. with my sex worker upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Who, by the way, I highly recommend. Yes. She's going to like start handing out his business card. But, but yeah, but then you're right. Then it cuts immediately to them having really wild yes. sex. Doing oh. all the th- different positions that she had had on her list. Oh. And, you know, she'd already checked off some of her other things. Yeah. But, but this looked free it looked looked exciting she yeah. Was, yeah did you we skipped over the scene where she wants to, she's like made it her mission to do the blowjob and cross that off her list and mm-hmm. how awkward that was and how hard that was for her and how she said she was scared and he was like just try and see like what the hell there's no harm this is where a moment when I was incredibly disconnected from her so I'd like to hear any of your thoughts around that part. Oh I just God. didn't understand. Wait. I am Leo. Just try and see. I am all about everything. Just try it and see. Not just sex. Just like try it. I don't know. Who cares? Who knows? You won't know unless um, you try it. Yeah, but that's like, <laughs> listen to me. I'm like, so that's just, that sounds great. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, you should just try it. Like, like that's like, I have a horrific fear of jumping out of an airplane. Like, mm-hmm. I'm never going to. I mean, if someone said to me, oh, no, just try it. Yes, like that's what I would it'll say. Be, just you'll feel it. so great at the end. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. or I could feel like I'm going to die and it's going to feel horrible. So don't tell me, just yeah. try it. Because some things, the trying seems so, the fear is so yeah. insurmountable. And like she said, but wait, I don't know if it was here. She thinks she's going to do it wrong. Yeah. And it's not going to be good. I know. And so there's a lot of judgment. Yeah. I see that. And that's definitely something I just kind of lack. But also, like, I don't, 
I have done things. I mean, it, it is it necessitates the fact that you've done things and haven't liked them. It's, I don't think that everyone's going to try something and be like, that was amazing. I don't mm-hmm. come at it that way. I don't come at it like, oh, try jumping out of a plane. It's going to be the best experience you've ever had. But I just think you don't know. And then that's how you know what you like and what you don't like. And I then know. you can extrapolate other things. Like, I don't like jumping out of a plane because I don't like heights. Or, and so, like, now I know those are things I can do mm-hmm. it. I'm not scared of it. But it's not something I will enjoy. And so you know something about yourself when you feel terrible about yourself. So I don't know why that's something to be avoided. It's just something I just can't understand. Because it's, I think what she says is I'm scared. I won't like it or you won't like it. Okay, and, but and so what? That's what I don't well, understand. So what? That's how you come to know yourself and someone else. Mm-hmm. So this all, again, all <laughs> sounds great. And I'm sure when it's over and you do that assessment and you... You're absolutely right. You go, okay, I didn't like that. That's not yeah. for me. Or I did. But the the barrier, the fear barrier to get over that hump. To, but the to fear is, is fair. of doing it wrong. Doing it wrong, being embarrassed, him not liking oh, it. God. She had placed so much expectation on this too. I mean, like it's something she's never done. And has it in her head, I think, that she should like Every it. Every single person that's ever given a blowjob had never done it before yeah at some everybody point. yeah does. but she's like 63 yeah, guess, and yeah, has okay. really i mean the 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 18 year old who may be trying a bunch of new things yeah. i don't know i think she feels like like we said before like this shit is so deep down now yeah. that it's really hard for her there's there's shame yeah. around it i mean she's a religion teacher yeah. I, I i think there's a lot of barriers there I just don't understand them. I don't. I, I don't. But I thought that the way it was interesting, the way he got her out of it, out of her own head about that was, you know, he was talking about all the ways in which, you know, he gives like to, like to your point earlier, gives pleasure to other people, you know, right. and but then he's talking about their faces and how he likes to watch their faces when they feel pleasure and when they succumb and when they let go mm-hmm. and. And they lose themselves. And he loses himself in just describing mm-hmm. what it looks like from his perspective yeah. when his clients feel pleasure. And and he's so turned on by that that he gets hard. And then I think she felt he was being really open there. And then that relaxed her. Mm-hmm. And I also think she, you know, you need to yes. feel safe to do these things. And, and a lot of that is how you get over fear is feeling safe that someone's not going to judge you like mm. you know because she's saying she she's afraid he's not going to like it but then when she listens to him she's like he's not like that like mm. leo's not like that mm. and that's what i think why you can't understand because you're like leo like yeah. I, the, like you said earlier we don't judge yeah. yeah so it doesn't matter who cares forget the whole whether i like yeah. it or but what. there's it also matter, the, I'm not... but there's also the other aspect of the fact that i just it's i've never been in a position to think i guess it's not that i know everyone judges me and i don't there's nothing I can do about that. I know people think poorly of me all the time. And there's just not a lot I can do about that. And that's maybe part of the, you know, like his his being raised feral, as I sometimes colloquially say, was his mom 
judging him harshly about something yeah. he felt very natural and normal about. And so it that allowed him to sever just yes. knowing people will are and th- and that's how I feel too. I am not fear of, afraid of anyone else's judgment, not because I feel above it or below it, but because I am always judged by everyone and I don't know like there's like what? So what? Yeah, and there's I guess for him you're right. You he do. was judged by the person that's supposed to love you unconditionally yeah. and judge you the least. Yeah. And, and and she judged him the most harshly to the point where she cut him off. And could, so when nothing that happens could be worse. to a person, exactly, nothing could be worse. So yeah. he's certainly not going to judge. Yeah. But and, also not yeah. be dictated by other people's judgments of them. Like yeah, it wouldn't occur to me to... to not give a blowjob because the other person might not enjoy it. Like it's just not. Would it, occur, would it occur to you to care? Like would you like a, would you like a, a grade, a score? I'm kidding. Not really though. Meaning, yeah. Do I want? Do you want feedback? I want a dialogue. I absolutely, a hundred percent. I figure. I don't want to just do it in a vacuum. Like this is good. Mm -hmm. This is not good. Oh, a hundred percent. And by the way, I'm. But not because you care about like whether it's different. Because I care about the other person. Person, right? And their pleasure and enjoyment. So you care whether they like it, but you're not afraid. That doesn't factor into any kind of fear. That's more like, okay, give me feedback. Yeah. And let's talk about it. That's different than like, was it okay? Yeah, totally. That kind of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some of us would like a grade. And so I'm just kidding. No, there's a fine line between the being afraid someone's going to like it and the dialogue. I wanted feedback. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Okay, that was oh, that was very interesting. Okay, so that we were at so the it's end, the fear. We but went wait, back I, to that. Oh, but yeah. it's the judgment. It's so it's not only it's the fear of maybe the thing. It's the fear of doing it wrong, and it's also the fear that that the person that you're doing it to, or someone will see you, even the dancing, someone will see you mm-hmm. and judge you. But what yeah, is fearful? Judgment. This must be primal. This must be like, oh my God, again, crawdads. Like that mm-hmm. one's primal brain knows that if they are judged and therefore kept outside of the the clan, the circle, you know, mm-hmm. the, the group of people, that they will not survive because they will be on their own. Is that oh, why well, you feel being no, judged? That's... Fear being judged? Why would anyone fear being judged? Who the fuck cares what anyone thinks about you? I've never understood this. This is, you're asking a question that like is so, it's hard. I'm like. It's so fundamental, I, right? I think yes, it's primal. I want to say, it's, how could you not care? Yeah. Now, I think I think it's it's not that easy to say. There are some people clearly I care more about what they think. There's some people I don't give a fuck what they think. But, but I don't know that, so there is somewhat circumstances and, and whatever. But this one feels like a very it's so intimate and it's so vulnerable and so then you're thinking you're judging yourself for how you might do it you're judging how they might judge you i i don't know i i think it's it's very it's, right but it's isn't the, the fear of rejection is still like a, always what's yes. underneath it that if yes. I do this wrong, I will be rejected and I will not be loved right. or taken care of or whatever. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, there are a lot of instances and circumstances where I do think I'm like you. Like, I don't give a fuck what people think. Mm-hmm. And, and and sometimes I'm the you saying to someone, what do you fucking care yeah. what this person thinks? In, the, in, in a lot of circumstances. Uh-huh. 
in this one, in these like intimate, romantic, that's the one where I understand it the ones, least. Shouldn't that's you where be I think someone it's... who would never do that. Well, to you? that's why I said once she she doesn't know him that well, right? Mm-hmm. So once you have that level of trust and safety, then I absolutely think if you are in a relationship and you feel afraid of those things right. then th- we've got a major problem mm-hmm. here though she's she no you're right you're right that it's well and once he does yeah. say that thing that makes her feel like oh my makes her realize he's safe yeah and look at him look he doesn't judge then i think she is free to do it yeah. but but i i do think a lot of people aren't aren't always in those situations yeah. i know married people who don't don't feel this way so who don't feel they can say, I don't want to do that, or I'd like to do that, or why do we do that? You know, yeah. do the same. I mean, who are who are Nancy and that they've gone, you know, the same position for right. 20 years, Well, that's part, years. that's part of my takeaway. Like the difference oh, okay. between pleasure and intimacy and oh, yes. vulnerability mm-hmm. are not, mm-hmm. they, are, they are enmeshed, but they are very different. They're very mm. different things. And that is, yes. yeah, we'll talk about that more later because pleasure is easy for me. Yeah. But like Leo, pleasure is easy. Letting go in that mm-hmm. way is so easy. But intimacy, vulnerability, and vulnerability. those are different Not things. Not so easy. Yeah. Not so easy. Not so easy. Not so easy. All right. So the ending. Okay, so the end. Right. I had, yeah. And they you go up to the about- room and the light streaming in through the, through the door. God, it was so beautiful and urgent and intense and amazing i think for both of them yes i yes i can't imagine it's like the idea of you know having a favorite child it sometimes it's just a moment of i guarantee this is amazing moment for leo too even though he's a sex worker and it's transactional and he has to like some and he can always rise to the occasion as he's supposed to Mm -hmm. this is part of his mission and job and serving people and helping them find pleasure when they can't when so many people clearly have so many barriers and obstacles to it but i think this is a great moment for him it is i think i think so i think he well also it comes after you're saying for her it came after her apology to Becky and and feeling that freedom and he also had just admitted that he shared part of himself with his brother yeah. so I think they're both feeling very emotionally exposed and yeah. it and it then did allow them both to be freer because that telling his brother and telling her that he told his brother kind of set him free yeah. as well too it's funny though like the this you focused on the from Becky it's apology on mm-hmm. um, her apology to him right before it though is for me what I that's when I started sobbing I actually not crying sobbing right sobbing wait tell me tell me just when she says well so she says to him when they sit down you know she talks to him about sexual fulfillment is a very powerful thing and it made her feel invincible and she is is sort of regretting that she didn't do it sooner like I wish I knew she said how she feels more alive and powerful and she sees some of her friends fading away and you're right this should be a public service which we haven't even gotten into this whole i know that's of sex work being legal yeah we got to talk um, about that too i have that, that for takeaway but, too, but she's even just saying a public service you're right like, like yeah. everybody should get this yeah. but but then she says i've never done anything interesting or remarkable this is it I've always obeyed all the rules, fell in line, never drank too much, never overshadowed my husband at parties, was the designated driver, 
and I always answer my phone when it rings. Oh my God, which by the way, this is so, that is so me too. Like I'm like, well, the phone's ringing, I have to answer it. I mean, you, you, whatever. You're the only adventure I've ever had. The only freedom, and I, and I, this is the worst, because she got weird, and I wanted it to be real. I wasn't thinking about it properly. I was mad with some fever, it made me mad. I'm sorry, Leo, I wanted to tell you what you've done for me. And I'm just full-fledged sobbing at the fact that, well, one, that was a very, you know, very genuine apology. She understood that she had crossed the line and all that, but it was more just like I understand that, you know, the nature of our relationship, I get it now. I got a little crazy there, but just what you've done for me, just that this idea that she now understands at her age how important it is mm. for sexual fulfillment and how without it you'll fade away i mean like, like that she had she had she not done this she would have completely just faded to black and so i just I, yeah everyone needs a leo grant is what <laughs> I, I mean <laughs> i that yeah. i just i couldn't i couldn't stop after that and then it led into so then I could I was already crying right. and then when she does exactly then when she apologized to Becky I'm like that's oh. exactly what she needed to do exactly then they have the hot sex yes and the then music she starts has the and, orgasms yes yes on her own mm-hmm. looking at him mm-hmm. his butt I mean yeah the whole thing this whole ending for me I'm just like you've got to be kidding me. yeah she finally gives in to pleasure completely without judgment you know, she does it herself. Yeah. Just yeah. Crying. Yeah. Crying. Me too. And then we See. get to the final scene and I, that's where I'm on the floor dying. When she takes the robe off, I, I know this does not have the same impact on you, which is why I have to explain this. Dude, I mean, please do. Please do. That, I definitely, yeah. The, for me, it, the ending was really with the orgasm and everything is relational. And I'm just all about her finding herself and her yeah. freedom and her sexuality and her pleasure. But then really this self-acceptance. I mean, when she takes off the robe, it is full frontal mm-hmm. for Emma Thompson. And that she actually looks at herself somewhat lovingly. I mean, yes, I, I, I saw I, it. I, I yeah. re- really thought it was one of the most powerful scenes I've seen in a long time really wrecked me i read an article i thought it sounded they said thompson's eyes roam over her lumps wrinkles and rolls assessing unlike her early confrontation with her reflection she does not look away it's a body it's her body she places a critical hand on her stomach but what starts out as a hateful judgment quickly transforms into a loving caress she sinks her hand lower and indulges in a moment of pleasure. It's a sort of freedom she's never allowed herself to have before. The camera tightens on Thompson's face as she smiles a small, private smile. In less than 30 seconds, Thompson brings Nancy from self-hate to self-love. It's breathtaking. And I was mm. like, exactly mm-hmm. that. I mean, breathtaking for me. And just, she... I, yeah, Emma Thompson. Everyone's asked her about this. Yes, Everyone, because yeah. I mean, a full frontal at sixty-two years old. Yeah, she's never done a nude scene. Yeah, you know, she talks about the audacity of having a woman appear mm-hmm. on camera nude, let alone an older woman. Yeah, and the and the power of that just to be, you know, how how we judge women's bodies, but no one's a worse judge than ourselves, which 
you know I like to talk about a lot with every author we have, basically, <laughs> that, that brings it up. Right. And so the director, Sophie Hyde, said, <laughs> we're so horrible to our bodies, aren't we? We are soaked in this culture that tells us that our bodies aren't enough that our bodies are flawed, they're problematic, and most importantly, that they are there for the way that they look. They're there for someone else's vision of them, and we do it all the time to ourselves. It's really distressing when you start to think about it. I find it very distressing, which is why I talk about it all the time. So she said, it became important to me in light of that culture, the idea that Nancy could access an orgasm isn't an achievement. It's like, this is here in my body all the time. Therefore, mm. it's a reminder that your body is your home. It does all these beautiful things for you. It's not a billboard for your life. It's not about how it looks. And I was like, oh, my God, yes. Like, it's not a billboard. It, no. But it, it does seem like a billboard because it's the thing you walk around mm. displaying. Mm -hmm. But... And of course, whatever, obviously, what society tells you it's supposed to look like, it doesn't matter. But the point is, in that moment, she, the way she looks at herself, I just, I, yeah. I, I what I really loved about it was that I think the difference between, and I, we're obviously unpacking it in a way that really makes sense to me throughout this conversation is because I, it's not like I like take off my clothes and look in the mirror and go, I love it. Yeah, this is the best. Right. Uh, no. You know, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. it's just about acceptance. And she isn't like, well, this is my favorite thing and my boobs are great and Mike, I love, you know, it's not, or she even has that moment, like, I love my calves. Okay. But it's not yeah. even about like, it's fine to celebrate or point out what you love. But I think the ultimate goal is really just like, this is what it is. And it, it mm -hmm. is what it is. And it doesn't have to be this grand, like, I love this. It's the stopping the punishing and it's the stopping the hating is really all you have to do. That's all it yes. is. Because I am not some like, I'm perfect. I love like, you know, I love everything. I point out everything. This is the best. It's not like that. For me, it's just acceptance. And I, you know, everyone comes to yoga on the mat all about their physical body and having to move it and control it and contort it into the shape that you demand it gets into and like you can work on this and get farther and and it's always about the physical body but the more you do it the more you practice it you realize that your body is just a vessel for your soul and mm -hmm. it so it is what it is and you can meet it wherever it is today and that is just pure acceptance. And it's not, and pure acceptance, and you see it in Emma Thompson's face so beautifully, mm -hmm. is not love. Acceptance and love are not the same thing. It's not like she's like, ooh, this is the best. I'm the best. She's just like, mm -hmm. I accept it. This is it. This is it. This is, this is, and that so... was really powerful. Well, you've just stolen my takeaway. Oh. I know, I know you, well, it was not going to be about yoga, but it's per perfect because you're talking about acceptance. But Emma Thompson herself said, like she said, to be truly honest, I will never, ever be happy with my body. Mm -hmm. It will never happen. I was brainwashed too early on. I cannot undo those neural pathways. Mm -hmm. But what she wanted for this character, and now she's trying to put into practice for herself is to just feel neutral about yeah. it, which I think is your way of saying acceptance. acceptance. She's saying, I'm not going to, I'm never going to go, you know, I'm not going to get as far as the self-love, right. you know, like you're, you know, I love my body. Yeah. I'm not going to, but she's like, it's, 
it would if I can just at least feel neutral mm-hmm. about it, that that's what I'm trying to practice now. And that made sense to me. Yes. That, and same with what you're saying. Okay, because these people with the whole, because we talked about this on Untamed, I think. I'm like, who are these fucking people that love their body? What is this shit? Like, I love myself no matter what I look like. But you want to just, neutral, I get. Yours is even a little, acceptance is even a little hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's like one step above neutral. Yeah. But I could start with neutral and then maybe get to acceptance. Because acceptance requires, is some act of self-love too i think it's but, become yes it should be neutral in my yeah, mind it's okay. neutral so but you're ne- right you th- I, I think it has become an act of self-love because it's so hard for people to even get to neutral therefore okay. it's taken on yeah. some sort of positive spin or, or yes okay light. so you agree with me but yes all right so if i stick with neutral sure. i might i sure. might be and that's what she was trying to communicate which you got from her face. Yes. It was a big, big scene for me. Yeah. Yeah. It was powerful for sure. Even, yeah. even being the Leo Grand that I am. Said what she I said. Did. We didn't even talk about who we were doing for what she said. Because there is That's Katie right. Grand, the screenwriter. That's right. There's Sophie Hyde, the director. I have a bunch of, I've already said a bunch of Emma Thompson just because she's Emma Thompson. Oh, gosh, um, she's so amazing. She's so, so amazing. And she had so many good things to say about this movie so many yes and she she like penned her own article for vogue that She's was interviewed so, so good many times. by the way wasn't it yeah. well i have katie brand with the screenwriter i have one where she talked about her inspiration for this she said she wrote it at the beginning of the pandemic inspired in part by this notion of why we feel so guilty and ashamed of pursuing our own pleasure when it doesn't hurt anyone aware that as women age they continue to put people first other people first Mm. she continues why do we temper desire why do we put it aside or put it last all the time and feel bad if we put it up the priority list for even a minute and i would kind of reminded me what you were saying earlier about yourself which i didn't know when i saw this but she did talk about this also on a podcast a similar thing just women tend to and you in particular women who are helpers yes in particular but i do think women generally are more the caregivers Mm -hmm. what not only but even when they even when that's not your impulse i mean even when that's not your impulse i think you can easily take on the societal expectations which are enormous on women enormous Mm -hmm. yeah yeah enormous to put your desires last yeah and that they have so much trouble prioritizing their pleasure and their desire and that that you know we had talked about this earlier i think already so but that was clearly what she was trying to explore here in in writing this mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah did you you read in the i had one from sophie hyde that was talking about her process and i know you read it as part mm-hmm. of the emma thompson one i don't know if you read the interview with her this blew my mind. Mm-hmm. So she, I know. I, I, I knew that's what you were getting oh at. So I was like, I'm not going to say that one. So she writes that my process, the Sophie Hyde, or actually she was speaking, but it was written in an interview. My process is that I need to get on the same page with the actors really quickly. I like rehearsals, mm-hmm. and <laughs> rehearsal isn't usually scene work like dialogue. She's talking about the intimacy. And there was a lot to get through, she says, because of the nature of it, we had to get to a shared place. And 
she talks about how they kind of stripped slow, like take off a ring and say, I love, you know, I love, I have long fingers and then here's my elbow and I have a scar and it reminds me of this. And they continued kind of getting deeper into that and then also taking off much more clothes and she says we had to get to a shared place one of the great things that I'm trying to do in rehearsals is to get them to feel connected to each other and to feel comfortable with each other so that by the time they have to be intimate that feels natural in this case we did so much work in the rehearsal room and we explored our bodies we talked about them we talked about intimacy we shared our stories and led up to a point where we actually all three of us got naked in the room (laughs) I was like Mm -hmm. that blew my mind i'm like that is next level method Method (laughs) oh my god (coughs) sorry i I feel like my water i feel like that's something that's kind of incredulous to read but i feel like it really came through i don't think either of those actors yes deliver the performances they delivered without that felt more natural it felt a real complete arc from who nancy was so buttoned up at the beginning and to to and the standing end standing there naked oh, yes it was so perfect. yeah and the director helped bring that out yeah. by literally <laughs> getting all becoming emotionally naked. and physically naked but also basically. not like one day they were like okay take off your clothes and all of us are going to stand here and like force the intimacy right they slowly right. built to it which I, which I could right. see someone else, maybe that's a more masculine. I bet a, a guy would have been like, look, we all have to get there. Let's just do it. Right. right. And yes. she slowly. But it mirrors Leo yes. and Nancy. And their whole and how they dynamic. Slow- I have another Sophie Hyde one. Someone had asked her how to film, her approach to how to film a movie about sex, pleasure, and the beauty of the human body without falling into the old male gaze traps of exploitation and objectification i mean obviously what you just described is one way she did it in her own natural way but she said i feel sort of sad that we think of sex as something visual hyde says oftentimes i think when people come at sex they know what it looks like or should quote unquote should look like before they know what it feels like or what they want and emma thompson you know said that she you could feel these characters more than you watch them. And that seems to have been Sophie Hyde's approach. And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have, if I had read that without seeing it, I wouldn't have known what she meant. Like, I would have been like, what do you mean? This is visual on the screen. They're either having sex or they're not. But there's so much And she's right, though. Yeah, you know what it looks like, but you actually can tell what it feels like from them. And I, I, I thought what... She achieved her goal. Do you have anything for Katie Brand? Yeah, she's a comedy writer, yes. right? And she was she had acted a opposite Emma Thompson in Nanny McPhee. Okay, okay, yeah. And she wrote this with Emma Thompson in mind. Mm. This was uh, Nancy has always been Emma Thompson I for love her, that. and so when she, I think that's perfect. Agreed, too. yeah. I mean, so when she sense. agreed to it, she felt like I don't care what happens with this movie yeah. ever. The, I've already won. Yeah, I mean, like I got it. The character I was yes. visualizing is said yes. there. So I read Emma Thompson said this film is like ex- an extreme sport <laughs> because you have to do so many mental gymnastics to look through the eyes of a 60-something-year-old woman and wonder if she's had a sexual urge. 
And mm-hmm. I thought that was brilliant like not only it's so not only are we none of us not even women are versed in the female gaze we're all versed in the male gaze we're certainly not versed in the uh, older woman's gaze like what Mm -hmm. does an older woman desire how does she desire it what does it all mean how does her, her past experiences factor into that she said when we do see an older woman on screen you know, it's somebody's grandmother, they're wise, they're giving advice, they're, you know, they're just generally there to serve a small purpose. So we're not used to looking through a woman's eyes, not used to looking through an older woman's eyes, and we are definitely not looking at her sexual desire and what mm-hmm. does it mean. And yeah. that that was an extreme sport. I really loved that. Yeah, <laughs> really that's perfect. That. So are we at who won? I think so. I think so. Do you have a big one? Other Mine is than Emma Thompson. No, oh. I mean like is that too obvious. is that yours? Really, the power of pleasure. Oh, all right. Yours is bigger. Mine is little. It's not that big. Okay. No, really, we've talked about it. All right. So but, go ahead. No, no, no. But I do want to. I want to talk about it more because I do. That was part mm-hmm. of my takeaway. But we can use it in this one. I I love. By the way, your takeaways lately. They're so. They're so good. But for me, it was Daryl McCormick. That's the actor who oh. plays mm-hmm. uh, Leo Grant. Leo. And it's very specific. It's his eyes. Eyes. Oh. Oh. They're my. They're- God, I, they're Holy they're very special. Shit, very special. They're like a color I can't even describe. <gasps> I don't know what goes on there oh, with those eyes. Oh my God, they were incredible. Mm. And he is someone who I would, first of all, I mean his body is flawless, but mm-hmm. but he's someone I would look at and be like, okay, good looking, but not you know not maybe like empirically good looking, but not I am not attracted to him, right? <laughs> Until. He opens his mouth. His mouth. And he mm-hmm. says the things he's saying. When he used the word reductive, like mm, she said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, nice. Yeah, but also how, for me, it's all about how simple it is. It's like, just just try it. No harm. Like, yeah. you know, and, yeah. oh, and just his banter with her and his dynamic with her. I just, and the way he ha- holds himself. He's so confident, but not cocky. I just found him to be, like, so incredible. I, I wondered if this is how you felt about Connell. Is it, like, when, it, when he comes alive? Like, that's how I felt about this. It was amazing. It's 100% how I felt about Connell. Connell. And, and if no, you, like, people, I, yeah. and, and same as you, if you put them right. each on the street, would I stop no. and be like, no. oh, these are the most gorgeous. They're not like, it's no. not like objectively like Ryan Reynolds or Brad yeah. Pitt, whoever I yeah, know, sure. people think are just right. movie star looking, good looking. No, but something about oh, it. But that's you, funny that you say that because I do think he's the movie star quality because he is someone who just comes alive on the screen. Well, on the screen you yes. do, but if you right, saw him on the street. Yeah. The eyes were crazy. And and I got a thing for eyes. Yeah, I think everyone does. The, the windows to the yeah. soul, right? The soul. Yeah. And I'm like, everybody does. Yeah. yeah. It's just a matter of what you see in them, I think, is different. Like somebody else's. Like, I mean, I had that a long time. I'm like, I have brown eyes and I always am attracted, mostly attracted to like green eyes, but it's not, it's always what no. you see in them. It's mm-hmm. not the color or the, it's Correct. like what, what's behind them. Mm-hmm. But, but his were, I mean, he's amazing and, and they're beautiful, but when he, 
sitting on the couch and the light. Sometimes I was like, get to another meeting so that it's light again. Cause they'd start like, I guess around sundown and it was light outside when they started. And by the end it was dark. I'm like, I need that natural light right in his eyes. Right it's on him. so, mm-hmm. oh God, it was crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. So that one for yes. me. <laughs> awesome. I, I'm, I can get on board yeah, with that 100%. But, okay, but let's talk about yours was pleasure. This and this kind of lends itself to Nancy, it, it but also some context because a lot of what I've been thinking about lately sort of converged, I think, too. You know, I oh, had wow. told you about We Can Do Hard Things podcast that I've been listening to this week with just Glennon Doyle, you know, and Abby Wambach and her sister, but they had on a sex expert oh, that's right. named Dr. Lori Brado. And the they put out two a week, and so there's always the interview with the expert, and then the second one is always a Q&A where, where they take questions from the podcast squad, you know? Yeah. And the title of the first one, the interview with this Dr. Lori Brado, is called Orgasm, Pleasure is the Final Frontier. And I'm like, okay, so this is mm. what I've been listening to. Right. Both episodes. Leading up to this. Oh, that's so Leading up to it. And, and I listen to that a lot, but no, I don't always right. like obsess over it. I was that's texting... Right other people about it i mean i was like taking notes i mean i was really into these two episodes and i couldn't shut up about that podcast and now i'm like spouting off facts that i learned from it and then i turn on this movie and i'm just hit with it but in a different way because obviously watching something depicted versus hearing facts from an expert are very different experiences but it was just like everything like hitting me at once and what we see in Nancy, I mean, a.k.a. Mrs. Robinson, which is so funny, yes. like may, may be extreme at times, which we'll talk about. I mean, her very funny clinical to-do list and whatnot, but mm-hmm. but she does embody like a very real things that women go through or some variation of it. And some of the stuff that they talked about on this podcast from from this expert, some of the studies really bear this out about women and disclaimer i am not a sex expert thank you very much i do not even pretend to be getting any of these facts exactly correct from the expert but this is more some of the things that i took away from listening to that that then really hit me when i was watching nancy i mean the first one is obviously one of the key facts about nancy that we learn right out of the gate is that she's never had an orgasm right never not herself alone Right. Or with her husband. Yes. And she's only ever been with her husband. Exactly. Yeah. So one of the biggest things on this podcast episode was this expert wanted to debunk this myth about orgasms and that, and really that this should not be the barometer for sexual satisfaction. And that the fact that it is, is really doing women a disservice because, Hmm. because again, I don't, I'm not going to get the facts right, but it is very difficult for a lot of women to reach orgasm. And mm-hmm. admittedly, the podcast was more about in interactions with your partner. It wasn't focused on the masturbation part, but okay, um, great, okay. yeah. And her whole point on this podcast was trying to change the narrative and that what she wants the barometer for women to be is pleasure, which of mm-hmm. course is what this whole movie is about and what Leo mm. is kind of espousing to her you know that yeah. there are different things that make people happy you know his yeah but he is also very things. focused on 
I know. The orgasm. On, and I think that's, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not an expert, uh, a sex expert. I don't, I, but I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know. But if it's, I guess I can get behind if it is a real barrier to women enjoying themselves, then, then yes, I absolutely can get behind it. I'm not sure it's not the ultimate barometer. I'm not sure. Another thing they talk about a lot, which is the faking it which Nancy (laughs) also says that she did her entire marriage and that she doesn't want to do it anymore, right? And 60% of women, I do remember this statistic, have faked orgasms in in their life. And Glennon Doyle herself said on the podcast that she faked every orgasm she's ever had with a sexual partner until she was with Abby. Everything was a fake. Yeah, which is crazy. And like one of the these women called in like and said, I've I've been faking it my whole life. And now I'm actually with someone that I really care about. And now I don't like I don't I don't even know what it's supposed to be like because I've been faking it my whole life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and then there was also, you know, this idea that Nancy thinks she's cold. You know, she does Mm -hmm, say that that a nun has had more sexual experience than her. But another thing this this expert talked about, which I think we see with Nancy, is that it is there's like a very real challenge for women to experience sexual pleasure. And I don't even just mean now orgasm, but like we're not crazy that she spent a large amount of time, which I will not, but talking about all the ways in which women tend to more easily lose this mind-body connection that's sort of required to experience pleasure and mm-hmm. you know there's they actually did some study where like they're they have your like something hooked up to your brain in women and their body is being aroused and they don't even know it it's not getting mm. to the brain wow and and there's all sorts of reasons for it like stress and compulsive multitasking conditioning from the patriarchy any sort of family shame or around Mm -hmm. sex in your upbringing and like all of these things that disproportionately affect a woman's ability to connect and feel pleasure. And I just thought like, this is, she is like the embodiment Mm. of, of all of these things. And then the last thing was in this podcast, but absolutely on point here is that many women can't, you know, articulate what it is that they even want you know Mm. and he says during the beginning you know what's your fantasy and she's like "Mm, to have sex with you I mean like that's as far as it goes you know and and this is the part that I had sent you a clip of from it where Glennon joked that it's easier to get into my vagina than to let you into my mind but what this expert and others were saying is it's way more vulnerable for for women to talk about what they want sexually mm. than it is to actually just do the act like to say what your desires are mm-hmm. is is the the frightening part and and then you've got nancy here who that's that's what she's here to do i mean she yeah. actually hired someone to do this yeah. but then you see how that's not easy to do because we're also not really taught to, to explore it and to know mm-hmm. it yeah i think yeah then, yeah yeah. So yeah. it sounds like you have more on this too. I mean, for me, it was a lot to do with what she was describing in that final meeting at the coffee shop. And, and when, so when I say the power of pleasure, just I, I think it's just the importance, like she's describing, of having 
that in your life mm-hmm. and how if you don't there are real consequences for that and she says you know you might fade away but it's and i think that's something different for everyone but i that that phrasing for me or else you'll fade away Mm. just really spoke to me and Mm. and i think now that we've talked about it i we can expand this idea of pleasure beyond or to, to something wider, like we're talking about just desiring yes. yeah. or appetite. Mm-hmm. And if you don't keep having those things, you you will fade away. Yeah. And but it but I also do really mean it specifically with respect to the physical, physical. and to yes yeah. and to what's being explored here. Yeah, um, and, and so that's, that's what I think different. you want to get at. Yeah, well, the, that's different from sex, right? Because clearly, it sounds mm-hmm. like Nancy had regular sex with her husband. I mean, sounds oh yeah. Like, well, frequency. I mean, that on the podcast they could not talk about that more. That means nothing. Right. Like, Everybody, everybody asks a sex expert. Everyone, she goes. It's the most commonly asked question I get, yeah. which is how often yes. should we have sex? Yeah, because they believe that's a barometer for them. We're okay, right? <laughs> right. When of course that has nothing to do with it. Right. And she's like, people could have sex every week. They could have it twice a week. But if if th- that does not mean that there is real pleasure that there is real sexual connection that there is intimacy that uh, i mean as we she's the perfect example nancy i have other friends like this i mean yeah just because you do does not mean that anything um really it doesn't mean anything i guess if the man is like just needs to like i guess for men maybe it could mean something different like it is important to just have the act and that maybe their pleasure is a little less complicated than ours I think it is and it, it's interesting because the, the podcast was focused on women yeah, and they sure, made as it should clear, be as it should mm-hmm. be but there were times where I was like would have liked a little bit more about the the male and and she they did on one point which i thought was interesting because uh, like i said earlier a lot of the issues for women and the why they disconnect between their mind and body is all the the stressors and like you know the line like oh because you're sitting there thinking about you know what the kids need packed for mm-hmm. lunch tomorrow mm-hmm. and the strut you know but but glennon did say i mean men presumably have stress too mm-hmm. i mean they do yeah. i mean maybe it's a different kind of stress but why does it not seem to be disconnecting their mind and body yeah and the expert did say that that it actually stress in men has a different physiological effect and it actually makes them want to have they are more aroused i would think so i would think so. yeah and it made sense when they said it and and so there are some things that that are just different because i think yeah um, right like biologically or or physiologically i think Mm -hmm. that for men it is often the release from stress yes and for women mm -hmm. we can't release until we're not stressed yeah (laughs) exactly so that is totally backwards for, uh, totally for men and women. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that's what Abby was saying. She's like, I, I, this makes perfect sense to me. It's like men ejaculating. Yes. It's like they're just, that's like them getting out the stress. the stress. She's like, that is not and scientific, but yeah. that's how I visualize it. Yeah. She also made a good point, which is, you know, you talk all the, about these tests where the women are aroused in their bodies, but it never gets to their mind. Right. And that's apparently a very common thing. She goes, but men have literally, they know, they can't not know if they're aroused. Right. They, 
become erect. Yes. They have an actual physical right. re- indicator. Yes. Yes. Like yes. women are like, mm, I don't know. Like yeah. apparently they, we don't even know. Like we don't know because oh. it doesn't make it all the way up to here right. to signal you are aroused. Whereas a man has a, f- yes. <laughs> a very obvious way to know. Yes. So yeah. Well, but anyway, okay. That's male, interesting. Although tangent, I would, but. I don't know. Yeah, but I feel like I have a very physical way of knowing too. It's not an erect penis, but I don't know. I no, don't know. But, I agree, okay. but I think sometimes. Yes. I, you, no, I, I, I think get, so too. Yeah. I get, yeah. No, 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 but no, there I get are things the that get in the way yes. of that feeling making it up to your brain, yes. I guess, more so. I could see um, that. That makes with sense. Women. No, that does make but, sense. Yeah. She was describing, like, to your point earlier about pleasure versus intimacy. Yeah. I mean, she's trying to say that, this expert was trying to say that pleasure is is really when you lose yourself mm. in, like, basically in that moment mm-hmm. uh, that you are not thinking about all these other things, that right. you are present yeah. and the your mind and body are integrated and you are present and you are feeling the moment. Okay. So, but I don't, and that apparently is very difficult. Yes. <laughs> for people. Yes. <laughs> for people. Yeah. And if you have that, then and but you don't have an orgasm, but that can that, that that's okay. That can be that's what goes back to the whole that not being the barometer of success thing. Yeah. And, and why is it okay? Remind that. me again because I feel like I got I got it before because I don't know if I agree. And we talk we can talk about it in context of the movie. Leo is obsessed with whether she does. And he really right, wants but, but her even to. before she did, she had pleasure. Yes, with yeah. him, she did. Yeah, so but I don't think she thinks those were a failure. No, uh, agreed. Th- you know, agreed. So but she got pleasure from those experiences. Yes, but is it not? So then maybe it's maybe I'm thinking of the word differently. It's not. You can experience pleasure without an orgasm. Agreed. But an mm-hmm. orgasm is the highest expression. Of pleasure, yeah, I think that would. I think that's okay. Right. I do. Okay, I do. Okay, but like, I guess in that scene with them, right? We said they had all this wild sex and the different positions. I'm sure she was, and then she didn't actually have an orgasm in any of those. Yeah. But I think she was lost yes. herself and yes. was present yeah. and had pleasure. Yes, and then after she herself then yeah. through masturbation had the orgasm. So, I mean, they're both. I don't know that did that one was that result higher than all the pleasure she had on the others i don't know because that one they all kind of maybe went together because they were in sequence i don't yeah. know do you think i don't know i just that? think and until you've that it's just the ultimate you cannot you can have pleasure and still hold on to some of those other things i think and i think when you are trying to or orgasming that's when everything is gone the last yeah, little goes bit black yes mm-hmm. yes yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I, I don't think we're saying different things it's just i i do think it's the ultimate benchmark but maybe it's not necessary every single time and it's certainly not necessary to experience pleasure i get that yes Yes, okay. yes. Okay. And the people, I think her point is just like people have to stop obsessing over that. Right, okay. And faking it to the point where they have to lie to people yeah. about what so they're doing. So can we talk you about know, that? I love thing. faking it. 
I I used to. I mean, I can't. I I, I can't. No, I can't. But like you know, the, when Harry met Sally, like I mean, yeah. I you want to be an actress? You're saying no. You're, you're a good no, actress. No, I just no. It's well, I don't, no, probably not because to me it's not acting. It is a precursor. It's it's. I don't know. It's I don't foreplay. Not really, but like. I love it. I don't have any problem. But how with is that. it beforehand? You're saying you fake it and then you actually do? Yeah. Or well, first of all, these people are faking it because and they never actually right. reach orgasm and they've just pretended they did and then it's over. Yes, which is not. I guess yeah, that's it's not, not the point what... of what you want. But for me, faking it can make me. It just. I mean, have you ever done it? Like when Harry and Sally? Like you have to get it fully in your body. You have to like turn completely inward. Yes. That's yes. Hot. Is are I, I understand. Uh, I, I think I think I understand I what you're saying. You. Is that yeah. by by not it's not fake it till you make it. No, but it's it's by it's it's by, it's not that far off from that. But yeah. Yeah. But I think that yeah. when people are faking oh, yes. it, that it's it's succumbed to what it for to be a resolution. Yes. And then it's over. So they're not yes. it doesn't end up working them up to actually get to the point the way you're suggesting i guess and probably because they are so other focused they're like if i don't have Mm -hmm. an orgasm he will think this wasn't good or he will and i'm never i am never other focused no right Mm -hmm. right 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 and they say it takes you out of this one of the things she said it can take you out of this mind body connection and out of the moment if you start to fake it and then the other person is like Oh, okay. So are you close? Are you close? And then you're answering, and then you're like in dialogue, and then everyone's like, "Is it like a stopwatch? Are we almost yeah. there?" Like <laughs> it, it can get like people a little. But I think the bigger issue is just lying about it when you instead yes. of that, a lot of people do it, and that's not what you're saying, right? Because they don't want to have to explain right what the truth, right. which is this is actually doesn't feel good to me, yes. or. I would prefer if you did it this way or mm. they don't oh, want to have okay. these conversations about, but about right. what would actually want possibly make or, this better yeah. or what I want or whatever. Yes. And so it's easier to just be like, I mean, I thought Nancy's inter- reenactment of her faking mm. it was very funny. Yes. <laughs> when Leo's like, so how would you do it? That's awesome. It wasn't even, it was not Sally. It was not. It was, it was sad. Sally. I'm like, that's It sad. was sad. That one was sad. Was- You're right. If faking it means lying to your partner, I don't, not interested. But faking it can be great. It really can be great to turn inward, to get yourself to like work up to that. Again, a very When Harry Met Sally moment of like, get there. How to, but and but that's you? not what Sally was saying. Sally was basically like, like dude, you guys it think can be we're realistic. always satisfied. Yeah. We fake it and we can make it seem and really realistic. he thinks he knows the difference. Yeah, right. exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah, I but, don't mean to... Go ahead. Yeah, well, I don't know that she wasn't feeling pleasure. That wasn't the point of the conversation. You're right. 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 It was right. just that he was saying, I know the difference. And she was like, no, you don't. But right. was she was she orgasming? Definitely not. And I'm not even saying mm-hmm. that. But I'm saying faking it can be its own pleasure. Like yes. you can you can experience something of letting go, of turning inward, of connecting to your body when you're doing that. I don't it's know, not the same as orgasm because that's what I'm saying. 
Yeah, right, 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 right. Well, it's not a genuine genuine? orgasm. It is pleasure. No, I know. But if you're you're not experiencing pleasure and you're just pretending to experience pleasure. But it's not pleasure. It's orgasm. Right? right? What you're faking is an orgasm. I know. But, but that doesn't I, okay. mean it's not pleasure. This is a very unique perspective yeah. that I have not heard before. No, I like this. Yeah. This is more like I, like you're saying, like not a fake it till you make it, but it's almost like it's getting you further into. Letting go. The, yeah. Getting into your body. And <laughs> I, I had not thought of that as a possible way to look at faking it. But could you imagine, can you imagine giving yourself permission to be that loud to take up that much space, like when Harry met Sally style, really? I mean, I know as a mother, I can't anymore. I have lost that connective piece. And that is where I really relate to Nancy. And that faking is not just going to get me there. But I think what you were getting at before earlier, too, oh, was like, what, intimacy. what is that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so pleasure, pleasure, that was something that was never, ever hard for me to access pre-motherhood. But intimacy and vulnerability are, and this is again, same, I think, again, why I identify with Leo is I don't think pleasure is a problem for him. He clearly Mm -hmm. says it's not. He never has a problem getting... He does this for a living. Yes. And he always gets into it and he doesn't even... It's not even disingenuous. It's just he finds his own way in every single time. And I can relate to that. But Mm -hmm. what he uncovers over the course of these meetings with her is real intimacy and real vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And those are different. That's why you said maybe in that last scene he's enjoying himself too. Yes, in a Mm -hmm. completely different way. And I Mm -hmm. do think for women that they are often one in the same and that by mm-hmm. finding the pleasure or maybe it's like you said before like you have to be intimate before you can find the pleasure and so they're necessarily mm-hmm. wrapped up and for me they're mm-hmm. not and it's hard because people think of that as pleasure and sex as immediate intimacy and it's just not you can have sex and not be vulnerable at all yes yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And or not to, or even be have intimate. an intimate it's, with your partner. When I say the power of pleasure, that's what I mean. I, I What I hope for, for everyone, is that. Yes. That perfect, magical mm. combination. Yes. And I, and, and it's, it is aspirational, but I, I do, I, this is why I think I was so interested in the podcast, the podcast I was listening to in this. I just think people think they're checking boxes mm. or they're, like we said, yeah. they well, I'm I doing have sex it. Or, well, this is good enough. Yeah. At least I do that. And and it, and I'm like, no. But but you want to all of these things, and they do go with the larger desire and appetite that we're talking about too. Yeah. And that it's okay to actually want that. I mean, you, yeah. You don't have to just say, oh, okay, well, but yeah, it's fine. You know, right. we do it this right. way. And, <laughs> I don't know. It gets done faster. I mean, this is the shit I hear. I don't know. You know, I made it a mission to like ask all my friends yes, about sex in the last few years. It. And some of the responses, I'm just like, is that like, really? Right. Like, is that okay yeah. with you? Yeah. But they don't want to talk. Or it's like, meh, it's fine. Yeah. I just do this. But I wonder time. then, uh, is it then that you're asking about 
pleasure or are you ask what are you asking about i guess because i'm asking about anything anyone will tell me because <laughs> i think the topic generally is so taboo i'm not getting that yeah. and if we can start anything then we can then we can get into bigger or yeah. broader yeah yeah and and sometimes i'm just asking some people the answers they go in their own direction yeah but maybe those people don't care about pleasure and that what is really lacking is intimacy or vulnerability and so oh yeah or and so then like it's not the right i just don't know what is the right barometer like which is the priority because i just to me i and i know i have maybe i have a different perspective but, but i can't have pleasure without the intimacy and the vulnerability see that's why i put it all together yeah 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 there's no pleasure whatsoever if you don't have those other two things yeah i, I yeah I, I just, but not so, in my personal experience. Right. But that it goes for everything, right? Like dancing. There's no pleasure there. It's, the, uh, it's a question. I, I don't, I don't know. Freedom. I feel, I, I, yeah, I feel freedom. And that's in, what they, the doctor said was pleasure, right? When you're not thinking no, about. No, she didn't, she didn't talk about, oh, meaning can you let go? Yeah. Like, well, wasn't that the definition of pleasure? Yes, but I guess we were, it was all in the context of, of, of sex. sex. But, but yeah, you're saying if you take it out of that, I mean, I, I can let go and not think about anything when I like run sprints. I mean, I mean you're right. Like, I, yeah, but I, do you see, because that's what I'm saying. I've lost touch with that ability to do that. And that is not the same as intimacy or vulnerability or sex, certainly. But I, that ability to let go easily and to, not be thinking about all the other things that you have to be thinking about is probably impossible for me post yeah it's very hard it's very yeah. hard there's a very small percent moments yeah moments. so but but is dancing maybe would do it i, don't I know. it definitely does for me but i when yeah. i don't do when do i do that yeah never no i know i know you know and so accessing it i used to say running but not really because i actually do that's why I said sprints. Like, if I run sprints, I can. I, I, I don't have the ability to think about anything else. Right. But does um, it? It's gotta be and does it feel really... pleasurable? Because I know for me, because no. it's not the same. Oh, it doesn't. Because for me, no, it's like a different kind of release. But it, I don't know that I call pleasure. It See, for me, then it's not enough then to just forget about it. Maybe I don't know. For me, my kids have started being interested in amusement parks and water mm -hmm. water parks and amusement park rides. That, that is pleasure for me. That is pure pleasure. Mm -hmm. It is, it mm -hmm. satisfies every definition of the word, like forgetting about everything else. And just my body feels so great. I feel so free. And that's the way I have reconnected with it recent, more recently. Um, wow. With pleasure. Yeah. Like roller coasters? Yeah, sure. Or... Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Free falling. God, that's my favorite feeling. Oh my feeling. God, I hate that more than anything. Yeah. I will not go on anything where there's drops or free falls. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, I think I hate it too. And I think that's really important to oh, I do because it reminds you, for me, it reminds me, it's the, it's the other side. When I have lived, when I am alive, when I have mm. let go and I am alive, I feel so fucking alive. I'm not just saying it's a good yeah. lesson for me, mm -hmm. which it is. No. But I'm saying no. I feel fucking alive after that. I feel like I've died. 
and I can't recover. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. when I, yeah. you know, when I went zip lining, I told yes, you that. I think yes. you liked it. I, I was like, zip lining. that was horrifying, and I don't ever want to do, do it that again. again. I, yeah. I'm just lucky to be alive. Yeah. I feel like I died out there, yes. and can I get back to life? Yeah. As opposed to you, who's like, I'm alive. Yes. Exactly. I'm like, I think I'm dead. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm dead. But I think it's yeah. that the fact that I think I thought I was. Like, I will surely mm-hmm. die. There's a moment in your moment when you're free falling or zip lining or whatever it is that you think, surely I am about to die. And I guess I face yeah. that. And then when I come out on the other side, I'm like, well, I'm not. I'm standing on the platform and I'm not dead. And so how could you, for me, I'm like celebrating that. Yeah. Like, here yeah. I am. It's not I that mean, different. Guess- it's just a different like reaction different feeling about it do you think though that nancy and leo by the end had intimacy we do yeah i do yeah 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 okay because like she went in with more of a list of tasks which in theory could be pleasurable yes but not necessarily intimate also because of their circumstances they don't you know know each other right so intimacy is hard to build even in yeah. long-term relationships yes. or with people it's, it seems hard with someone you just met yes that you've transactionally well, so, hired yeah. to can do we this. talk about that too can we talk mm-hmm. about the sex work part of it oh yeah we god i mean we haven't talked enough but yes critical part right i so mm-hmm. i don't it's a big issue for katie brand who by the way i, I know mean, she's obsessed I mean, was, yeah right yeah so i mean we can't not talk about for it for her yes. sake I mean, yes that's right yes but mm-hmm. and i got the appeal in that in the moment I got I understood why Nancy was doing this but and I don't it's not even for me it's not judgment it's just like I don't know if I think about my husband doing that and again you know for me like this is not infidelity this is not infidelity Mm -hmm. in my mind Mm -hmm. this is Mm -hmm. something's blocking me and I need to go it's Mm -hmm. almost like a form of therapy but yes. it's hard for me to swallow. It would be hard for me to swallow. It really would. But that's um, just a, that's just, that's, it doesn't make well, any sense. But you're choosing, the example you're choosing is your own husband. How about yeah. just generally not, uh, the concept of, of this is legalized and, yeah. and the service it provides. It's a little harder to ask, would I be okay with my husband going to a sex Well, partner. I guess then but, that's the only hard question because the rest of it, I think is pretty easy. I think it's great. Yeah, okay. And I think yeah, it's so like, th- to okay. me, it's like therapy. Like I, no one, well, people are judged for going to therapy. Like they are, but yeah. So but when you think about some of the services he provides to yeah. people, like some of it is not even sex. Oh God! I mean, it's whatever, no. whatever they want. You know, sit and talk to me. Right. Just Come like in therapy the bath with me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, it is. And it's people like, do therapy different. People want to hear mm-hmm. what their therapist. They want their guidance. Other people don't want to hear anything. They just mm-hmm. want to talk. They need a safe space to be able to mm-hmm. say what's going on for them. And whatever it is. Uh, people do therapy differently too right yeah but i guess if if then to bring it back to like your own husband or whatever yeah. i guess the idea would be that there is some hole or something missing in in but in i wouldn't feel that way if you went to therapy might... right it's, it what, is the... right that's what i'm saying so what why i know exactly like, i guess it's all just the level wonderful of... things between the two of you but there's something whatever it's something the intimacy you don't do. it's it's the intimacy it, that's built in. That's not well, the, by going to someone else. Yes, yes. But but some people go to them. There is not intimacy when they go to a sex worker. 
There is not. I mean, no, I no. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, I think every act of sex is an intimate act. Now, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean the two people are building intimacy. We've talked about yes. it very in depth. Yeah. But I don't. There is no. You cannot possibly have sex and have it not be an intimate act. It simply is. There are physics mm-hmm. involved. It's it's yeah. intimate. Yeah, yeah. It's intimate. Right. Right. So but it may not be emotional. Right. There may not be vulnerability, and, intimacy, right. blah, blah, blah. But it is an intimate act. It is not something. It's something you do with. I don't even care if you have had sex with, quote, unquote, a lot of people. It's still not a lot of people. Like, there's not, you know, it's yeah, something yeah. you do with few people in your life. As opposed mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. having a cocktail party conversation. Hundreds of people, right? But right. But right. sex is something that is very limited group of people and that have presumably passed some sort of whatever test that you but, need to get right. there but what if he was just one of those that was going to see the yeah. sex worker to talk which would never happen because you guys talk a lot yes so he wouldn't need that i mean you know yes. what i mean yes. like so that's not a good example like oh my wife won't listen to me and yeah clearly you do yes but something like that like that yeah just, i should I be able to get over it wants... i really should especially because well, i can imagine why? it for myself <laughs> And I, there's and nothing. When you say this, most people sh- believe you should not have to get over it or accept that at all. No, so but you're operating already from the opposite. I assumption. totally am. I like. Granted. Why can't I get on board with this? Yes, I know. <laughs> I am because I and I did get it, and I got that there. Sometimes it's not about. Sometimes it's the first step, right? Like mm-hmm. I think anyone goes to a therapist to start talking to an outside person and a. Uh, that isn't so involved in their life so that they might come home and talk to their wife more or talk to their husband mm-hmm. more or be able mm-hmm. to to have better conversations with their kids. So it's a kind of a practice landing pad, right, to get the level of intimacy that you want with, with the real quote-unquote relationship. So why would it be any different with sex? It should be the same. It should be. I that's a good point. Right? Uh, yeah, that that's The landing true. pad. Now, if you wanted a sexual partner outside of your marriage, that's a different conversation. That is not what she's coming there to do. She's coming there essentially to, like, experiment so that she can now have go have a real relationship and be able to say, I don't want this. And be this. confident, yes. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to know what she wants, wants. and what she's good at. Which, like you said, what she likes, what she yeah. doesn't like. like and to not How freak out. How do you do that? If not, how, how do you find out what you like and don't like? I, for me, I can tell you. What I do is I try everything. And I don't right. mean sexually. And that's she, that's I mean, why she came No, there but I'm asking do you. That. How do you know what you oh, like? Oh, is there any other way? I, I, I don't know how else would you. Okay, okay, okay. I don't think there is any other way. Okay. I'm trying to think. Is there any other way? But if, okay... No, 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 you're right. So I'm probably thinking about the question wrong. So the question is really just like that. That's how you do it. But if you're not willing to do it, then you just don't know. You just have to feel safe enough to do it. And that's where it gets back to the circumstances, I think. Like you've got to feel, again, if we're talking sexual things. Uh, I'm um, not though. We can open it up to anything. Yeah. Just well, trying. sometimes you're never going to feel safe enough. So you've just got to take the plunge and and... And try it, I think. Like, I didn't try zip lining. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I didn't know if I would like it. I mean, literally, I had to have somebody push me. Like, I, I was like, just knock me, like, knock me off the side of the cliff. Mm-hmm. Ah, so, and that, yeah. So, I think that's the only way. And now I'm like, okay, I don't like that. Yeah. 
I don't know if that's a fair assessment. I, I'm not saying you need to try it. I just don't think you can say you have and you did it. But if someone actually pushed you and No, I stepped off. I'm kidding. I mean oh, okay. he kinda did, but but I, I did it. And then I did it a second time. Okay. I had to get down the mountain multiple Most, times. That's right. You, so, there's not because you were all at the top. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. then I did okay. then I was okay. like, Oh the, the subsequent ones were a little shorter and okay. not the ravine below right. wasn't as steep. Yeah, sure, you go to the top first. So I wasn't yes. as horrified right. as it went on. Okay. Okay. But I wasn't like, Yeah, I wanna do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then. All right. I think that we've really. I know. Yeah, gone the gamut. This is quite. This I mean, one. this is quite, all over the I place. Mean, all, all over, over the, place. the place because of Leo Grant. But I think we should be okay with even our partners wanting to go do this to like again like a a, a practice launching pad. For I have figuring it out. I have no problem with it, but I, <laughs> I really don't. I mean, I, people are gonna, whoever listening, yeah. is like, Jesus Christ, what is up with those two? I don't know, but yeah. but I, I don't know. I, I do think it is I, I a pe- this, public example, health matter, time. right? That people can't pub- do I, that. She said it over mm-hmm. and over. The people can't express what they want. They can't ask for what they want. And so ask for it like a therapist. Ask for it in, in transactional way. And then it's yes, in a, a, yes, in a, in a transactional way. No, it's way. safe, meaning you've, in that environment, you can just say, this is what I'd yes. like. You pay some more. Like, okay, great. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that person and, is there and, to serve that for you. And like you said, a lot of people use it then once they've communicate learned to communicate yeah. there maybe they can bring that back same thing with some maybe they they are able to try things there and then come back and say i've tried this or that i mean obviously this all two consenting adults can do whatever the fuck they right. want if they if that's what you and your partner decide yeah. that that would help but sometimes it's a barrier to agreeing to consenting to it is just not understanding why I mean, I can imagine someone coming to their spouse and saying, I, I think I need to do this because I've lost touch and I need to practice it in a place that's not you. I think most people would freak out. Like, oh, completely. Yeah. So, yes, two consenting think... adults can do whatever they want, but sometimes our, the, our own barriers prevent us from being consenting adults to even something that makes sense. Right, but then also to the that Katie Brand is making in this movie, it's not legal So in, in most states. Right. So so that's a huge barrier. Yeah. I mean, now you're actually, if we normalize this more, if it was legal, if it was normalized, if normalized a lot more around shame and sex and yes. how we talk about all this, yes. then what you and I are saying wouldn't maybe be all that crazy. But it is kind of crazy. Yeah. It, given the circumstances that exist right now. In Which is exactly why they had to give society. her that she was widowed and she had only been with one man. Like they had to give her all of those things to make it as acceptable as possible so that we weren't all going like turning it off in the first five minutes. Like why is this woman like hiring a a sex worker? A young male sex worker. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the premise does sound a little people would be like, okay. Yeah. But I mean, I do think that's quickly dispelled, it is. right? In the first, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't think oh, I have boy. anything else, except I probably do. <laughs> I but we we should just end it now. <laughs> I think 
perhaps we've covered good luck to Leo Graham uh, a bit. But this is one of those. There will no doubt in my mind be additional offline conversations. Yes. And it will also yeah. be one of those that we cross-reference for years to come. <laughs> this has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate. If you enjoyed this show, please tell the complicated women in your life. And the men who love them. Yes, tell them to listen. And then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And of course, share on social media. Tag us with your favorite books, TV shows, and movies starring complicated women on Facebook and Instagram at Pop Fiction Women or on Twitter at Pop underscore Women. For more coverage of the women you love or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman, go to popfictionwomen.com and keep it complicated.